Welcome to Breakfast with Tiffany Show. My name is Tiffany Rosdell and I am a Tokyo-based transformational lifestyle coach. In each episode of this podcast, I want to explore the positive transitions other people have made to, how they freed themselves from their struggles, what pushed them to overcome their difficulties, and how and why they felt like they could overcome. Breakfast with Tiffany Show is really all about the transitions everyone who wants to succeed makes and what they did to get there. As such, while the focus is on LGBTQ plus journeys, I want to share the stories of all people who have found their way to success. My hope is to have this platform for all of us to be together while listening to successful stories, amazing life experiences, inspirational journeys, as well as having good laughs and lots of smiles. Welcome to Breakfast with Tiffany Show. I am your host, Tiffany Rossdale. Today, I have a very special guest. She is a CEO of MyPal and Director for Sake Lovers, Inc. And she is also the Vice President of the Few Japan Community. And I'm really thrilled to have her. Let's welcome on the show, Kyoko Nagano. Welcome to the show, Kyoko-san. How are you? Hi, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for making this time for us to have a little chit-chat about you and about Few Japan. Awesome. Thank you. As a CEO of MyPal and also director for Sake Lovers Inc., can you please explain a little bit about this two um, amazing position that you have as a business owner? Thank you. Um, so I actually have three companies that I run, but two are the major ones. One is called MyPal Inc., where I support the cultural teachers. Some of the amazing cultural teachers are not really fluent in English. So I train them in English and make manual for them. So once they get confident with their English, I put them on Airbnb, TripAdvisor. Another thing I do is I work together with the foreign media. I sometimes coordinate some filming project in rural areas. So we uh, introduce some of the programs like on the Morning Express Channel 8 in the Singapore TV. And another one is called Sake Lovers Inc., where we support 100 small craft sake breweries in Japan. And our main business is exporting sake to overseas countries. We also run physical sake brewery tours, sake making tours, and online sake brewery tours. It's very interesting. And I wonder how is it with you now, the pandemic, right? It must be like very challenging for you and your company. Yes. Well, the inbound tourism is dead. However, a lot of the foreign correspondents um, in overseas countries cannot come to Japan. So I helped like BBC stories or I helped with the Singapore um, TV programs because I'm living in Japan. I made a good connection with those foreign medias. So I went to like filming under the pandemic. And also I brought some of the videographers to film and all the footages are sent online. Another thing was it's quite interesting how the export increased. I think compared to the last year, our business saw a big growth uh, during the pandemic. We implemented like over 50 sake brewery tours online 
um, almost every week we had this online tour. Also, uh, our export grew by three times. So I guess we're kind of an exceptional, uh, <laughs> an ex- exceptional case, which we did well during the pandemic. That's absolutely amazing that you were able to handle that positively. I wonder, though, like what you said with the tours that you do for sake breweries, how is it like, are there people like going in for the sake tours? Yeah, so for online sake brewery tours, um, a lot of the breweries are not open to show inside the brewery. For instance, like cozy rooms is very well managed and, you know, they have to be careful of the bacteria on the Actual tours, they're not available to see, but it's more like an online privilege that you get to see inside the brewery. So a lot of the people from overseas countries like United States or Canada or from like Singapore, Hong Kong, Germany, London, a lot of people joined our online tours. Uh, when we do the online tours during the lunchtime, there would be people from United States joining us f- from nighttime. And then when we do it from like 7 p.m. our time, people from Hong Kong, Singapore, and also from European countries, which is their lunchtime, will join our tours. Oh, wow. So it was quite interesting to see the people yeah. around the world joining our online brewery tours. Exactly. That's so interesting. And the thing is, like, you are giving them this exclusivity of tours online. I think like what you said, normally you, you wouldn't even have that opportunity in, the, in in times of pandemic that you can see that because they wanted to protect the area. I'm also in the inbound business before the pandemic. I've actually got a few offers for doing some online tours, but I didn't really wanted to focus on that. Mm-hmm. For me, showing, guiding my guests exclusively, privately, most of them, they get my service because they wanted to, you know, like the, the barrier of language in Japan is so, so big, right? Like they need someone that they can, yeah. they can really trust and, you know, show them around that they make sure that, you know, everything is going to be fine. That's really amazing that you were able to do that. And I really applaud you for doing that and supporting Japan in a way that uh, impacted the tourism industry in Japan. And you're doing something great and helping them out. And I'm, I've seen your amazing post on, on LinkedIn and Facebook about how they really struggle during this time. It was more like to uh, raise the exposure of the wonderful small craft breweries who are suffering. We probably the very first one who started to use Zoom because we launched our program like a, a year and a half ago in May uh, when the pandemic started. Since um, there was a ban of alcohol sales at izakayas and restaurants, 80% of the sales are actually at the izakayas and restaurants um, for sake breweries. So if due to the state of emergency, if they cannot sell to izakayas or the restaurants, that really affects their business. So we wanted to help them out as much as possible. The only thing we can do was, you know, introduce about the breweries online to the people around the world. It all started from helping mindset. It's not like we making money. It was more like for them to make money. Mm. But eventually it grew. The number of the participants grew. And thankfully, a lot of the people who are interested in Japanese culture and sake are requested our private tours. Like some of the U.S. MBA program universities also applied to our online brewery private tours. 
And also some of the large IT companies requested us to organize some online sake tour events for their customers and for their employees, for the um, team buildings. What we did kind of raised the exposure, not only the raised exposure of the small craft breweries, but actually it created more business opportunities during the pandemic. Yeah, so true. And congratulations. Amazing support that you give to the tourism industry. And I really would love to talk to you about it. I am actually working on my YouTube channel, which I would love for you to be there because I know that we can collaborate on so many things when it comes to inbound and um, showing Japan. And maybe we can go together to Osaka breweries and, mm-hmm. and promote them. And that's the purpose of my YouTube podcast that I am going to release sometime soon. And I'll let you know about it. Sure. Yeah, I would love to talk to you about Few Japan. I would love our listeners to know more about this amazing community of women. This not for profit organization that you are leading also as a vice president and I'm also a part of the board directors. So I want you to explain briefly about this organization. Yes. So Fear Japan is, you know, celebrating the 40th anniversary this year. It was originally started off with two American ladies. Quite interesting because our name was originally foreign executive woman. But now our name has changed to for empowering women, including the global mind Japanese ladies. So I'm kind of happy that they've changed their name so I can join this um, Few Japan. It's a really nice organization. We have a very nice community of a global mind, mind ladies, all parts of the world who are living in Japan. We now have this online event. So we have participants from Singapore or in New York as well. Before pandemic, we used to run the physical um, monthly meeting in Tokyo. And we invited the speakers, we get motivated. And it was a great opportunity to network with the like minded ladies. So I really enjoyed um, becoming a few member since 2018 in February. That's when I joined few. Oh, amazing. So yeah, like I couldn't agree more with what you said now that it's very diverse community of women. And also opening up for the LGBT community as myself, a transgender woman of experience, I'm really honored to be a part of this community. And it's used to be only for women. I want to ask you, though, as uh, one of the board or vice president of the Few Japan, mm-hmm. why did Few Japan this year decided to make space for the LGBTQ community now? Well, we are all aware of the, you know, diversity and inclusion, and we are really happy to include LGBTQ. Um, really uh, happy to have you, Tiffany, as one of our board members that really represents our diversity and inclusion stance. We're really happy to show about us, tell the history of us in few uh, for the all the people in Thursday. So I hope you would sign up. It's free event and just sign up through the website and you get the Zoom link. You get to hear all kinds of uh, stories from the past board members. I'm also looking forward to hearing it. Oh, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So yes, this coming Thursday, Japan time, 1145 a.m., we're going to have the 40th anniversary event that we are launching for everyone, which is not really normally like what we do is we only have the meetings for members only. And this time for the 40th, we really wanted to open the event for everyone to know about 
how amazing the community that we have. So we welcome not just the women who's non-members, but also to all genders, male or from the LGBTQ community. We all welcome them to this event that I'm excited to co-host with you. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to hearing the past directors, uh, which I, you know, I came back to Japan in 2016 and I didn't know about few. I joined in 2018. So some of the, you know, the speakers are from the past board members and really looking forward to hearing their story when they were serving few. Yes, I am excited to hear that too and how they really handle from different years of, you know, serving few uh, community. And also, I want to ask you, since we're talking about that, um, since you started becoming a member in 2018? 2018. Yeah, so I was wondering, have you witnessed any changes throughout these few years of you being a part of the community? We actually incorporated last year in July. That is a very big difference. So now we have sponsors who supports us. Um, that is amazing. And also for the event-wise, we shifted to online. And I guess it's one of the very interesting community that led to online events. And we had many virtual lunches and also monthly meetings. We always created this opportunity to get connected to people. So I think that was really great. When I joined 2018, I was so impressed with the inspiring ladies and inspiring speakers. And it actually motivated me to be an entrepreneur. Actually, I wasn't、um, launching any business then yet, but it gave me all the inspirations. And one of the members that I met gave me advice. And that's the reason why I decided to launch my business. So it was a really great encounter. To meet、um, one of the amazing and inspiring ladies who was a few member. Without her, I wouldn't be here today. We all just met this year, the board for this coming few years, knowing how amazing our board member. I also think that it really connected me to so, so many amazing, powerful women in Japan. I'm just so excited to be getting to know more everyone and being connected with all our members too. That's the reason why we want to. Have this coming event on the Proteat to let know everyone that how we can impact for the women community. I would love to ask you about that peer to peer and also virtual events that you did. I think you were the one who was main hosting it. Yes. You know, the monthly events are more for the speakers and we get to ask QA in the very final 10 minutes. But peer to peer was a two hour session. We introduce ourselves and then we would talk about what. Our goals is like each individual h a v e different challenges and goals. So I wanted to create a safe space for the members to talk about their challenges and the goals. We all give advices to each other. So it was more like a mastermind group. We had this event every two months、um, during this pandemic. We shared our challenges. It's more like a safe space, giving a safe space to discuss. And I guess、um, became a foundation to create this peer to peer starting from November this year. It's going to be upgraded because the last past session, which I created, was just a safe space that we can talk, like give advices to each other for two hours, one by one. 
But I guess next one, we have a professional facilitator. Also, it gives us safe space as well. Also, we're creating the Slack channel so that the members can communicate each other. Before that, we didn't have an opportunity to communicate on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever in the, in the group. But we're now creating this safe space Slack channel, which we called Fusion. And those people who are on the few peer-to-peer session and also the few members can interact on the Slack channel, which we're creating this very new platform for people to enjoy the communication. Oh, I love that. So I'm very looking um, forward yes, to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I love that. I actually haven't had the opportunity to join the peer-to-peer. I'm just like excited to be attending in the upcoming peer-to-peer and having that upgraded, I think it's going to be even more excited. And I love what you said about safe space because nowadays we all need that safe space that we can be, I mean, just ourselves, right? Like I, I don't think there's many communities that you can be yourself and have that space of not like worrying about anything. I think that's what's really important about this community that we have that safe space. And that's also why the reason I joined because I think me being a part of LGBT community, even just it's a woman community, I believe that everyone welcomed me and everyone had me that space of, you know, being safe. And it's so exciting to uh, Kyoko-san because we have fabulous sponsors now. Like what you said earlier, sponsors are one of the really important thing that supports the community. Can you mention a few of... Ah, uh, sure. Mm. Like Aldi, you know, the you yes. know, very famous Aldi, car Aldi, manuf- yeah, you know, Aldi, company, yes. Aldi. And also in case there are like a two major sponsors. Also, we have Code Chrysalis, Catherine O'Connell Law, Place to Grow. Many sponsors are supporting our organization, which is great. Such a big achievement. But of course, being in the industry for 40 years, I believe like Few Japan already have built that trust with the community, with each community in Japan, right? Yes, I think we are growing our presence. However, we never paid for advertisement. So it's quite amazing that how the word of mouth is raising our exposure. But still, I think there are people out there who are not aware of Fuji Japan. But I hope if you are listening, I hope you would take an opportunity to look at our website and see our history there. And also all of our missions and all of the things that you can see it from our website. Yes, I will definitely like link all that information on the podcast show notes when we post this interview with you. So final few questions for you, uh, Kyoko-san, before we end up. What do you hope for Fuji Japan to achieve in the future? Well, Fuji Japan is a great organization where the community supports each other. We are trying to grow each other. I hope to maintain this um, safe space for the ladies who wants to join us and also LGBTQ community like you, Tiffany. I hope that Few Japan will have more of a presence in Japan that we are here for you and we can grow and grow together. Mm, beautifully said, Gyokotan. Thank you so much for saying that. I couldn't agree more. And one last final question. You know that I'm a DJ and... <laughs> I love playing music. And if you're going, going to request one song, what music it will be? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like um, Dancing Queen or something. <laughs> you can Ooh, dance. I love that song, you Dancing can Queen. Try. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Dancing Queen. 
I love that. So actually, maybe I'll play that on our 40th anniversary at the end of the event. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you did a fabulous job at the Bonenkai for Few Japan. I think that was like two years ago, but that was really amazing. I guess um, it, it was the most fun event ever to my memory. Uh, we all danced. Not one person was sitting. We were all, you know. <laughs> Holding our shoulders together and then <laughs> dancing together. That was really, really fun. And I hope to have such fun Bonenkai with you. Hopefully, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. I really hope so. And to tell you the truth, honestly, the truth, that was the first time I found out about Few Japan. And I thought, what's this community like? Because that's the first time I DJed where everyone really appreciated. My music and everyone just like love my music. <laughs> everyone was just, like so much fun because everyone's dancing on the floor and like what you said, no one was sitting down. Everyone was dancing. Everyone was like going around and doing all like the how do you say it? like the the train uh the train like yeah, going around, like, uh, around going around, around. <laughs> that was really fun. Yeah, it was so much fun that I thought. Wow, this community. And then um, that's when uh, Jackie talked to me about the community. And I, I was like, of course, I want to be a part of that community. And my remember of that night was so positive and so much fun. So I can't wait to have our in-person events. Hopefully, we can do that early next year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to May Gala. I know. Yeah, I, we're planning mm. to do something that is in-person event, hopefully in May with the fashion show and the fabulous gala. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So Kyoko-san, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate your time. And I really applaud you for showing up and representing the women and also being a Japanese and representing Japanese community of women in, in our community, which is really diverse. I really am grateful for you for being here tonight with us and sharing your insights and knowledge and i'm really looking forward to collaborate with you many 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 works together looking forward to it and we need to go eat lunch <laughs> sometime soon let's eat go eat yeah. <laughs> and i can't wait to go unagi because i know that you you know the best unagi place in tokyo thank you so much Yoko-san, and i look forward to seeing you soon thank you tiffany for having me see you soon Thank you so much for tuning in. If you reach up until this last minute of the show, I am extremely grateful for you for tuning in the whole entire episode. If you enjoyed our episode today, please share it to your friends. You can copy and paste the link wherever you are listening to right now. Text your friend, share on your Instagram stories or your Facebook page. Tag me on your social media when you post it. I'd love to hear from you. Share your thoughts on the interview that I had today. And if it's your first time here once again, please do me a favor to subscribe on the podcast. Leave us a review. In every review, it makes me so happy. So I'm looking forward to your ratings and review on our podcast. You can impact someone's life right now by just sharing our episode today. I hope you enjoyed this episode today as much as I do. And I hope you know how much you matter, how much I appreciate your time for listening, how much I love you and appreciate you. 
I am truly grateful for your kindness and your support. And as I always say, sprinkle kindness wherever you go. I love you and stay safe and healthy.